0: California's Mojave Desert nine years ago, our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter of a million beings, bred to adapt and labor in any environment. Physically stronger than human beings, with keener senses and two hearts, these alien newcomers have joined the American workforce. The Tanktonese have been accepted by many, but feared and hated by so-called human purists, now incensed by the newcomer's right to vote and run for public office. With no way to leave Earth, the Tanktonese newcomers have become a growing part of the population of Los Angeles.
1: Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Alienation, the Newcomer Podcast. I am one of your co-host, Kenny, and joining me, as always, is my brother, Michael. What's going on, everybody? It's been a while. <laughs> I did... I,
2: yes, it has. <laughs> it's funny, because before we started, Ken's like, what do we do again? But no, we are back,
1: and we are we're ready to go again. Yes, we are. Uh, life has been crazy and busy and hectic and whole bunch of things, and uh, we took a little break, Uh, not intentional, but uh, it happens, but we are back, and today we're going to be discussing part one of the fifth TV movie, which is also the final uh, television movie for Alienation. Tear. I know. Tear. I know, it's so sad. (laughs) This is uh, titled The Udara Legacy. It was released on July 29th, 1997. Director Kenneth Johnson and the writers were Renee Longstreet and Harry Longstreet. Can you believe that it was 20 years ago? Isn't that crazy? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that just means we're
2: older. I know. Or we're
3: old. We're old. Durango. <laughs> it even sounds like me. What's a Durango? Uh, Some place in New Mexico. But I mean, this thing's got boldness, character. Oh, it's hot. 48 valves, 12 cylinders. Nothing wrong with the car you've got. It's five years old, George. 80 thou on the clock. The thrill is... Uh... Look at this. I mean, check it out. You've got to You're not even looking. Look, check out this body. 15 on the highway, 12 in the city. Good. Oh, great, mister. I'll build my house with bricks. Well, well that's a little pig that the Big Bad Fox didn't get. That's Wolf, George. Big Bad Wolf. And you don't even know what a car is. You don't understand. A car is a statement. A car...
0: Is that a tail? We really need a better blender.
2: Okay, for the episode summary, Matt and George investigate a series of strange occurrences involving newcomers who are found to be programmed to carry out someone's dirty work. The method by which they are brainwashed dates back to the slave ship's rebellion group, the Odara, who we find Susan is a part of. Buck decides he wants to follow in his father's footsteps and joins a police academy.
3: Oh, man, I'm almost ready to go in. They called. Your star witness against Moran just got hit. Two cops are dead. Well, that's impossible. How could they have found out? George was another cop. It was Tina. That doesn't make any sense. She's a model officer. Was. She shot it out with him right at the safe house. Moran got to her, George.
4: (laughs) I know
3: how
2: disappointed you guys are. I'm out of here. Case dismissed. Without Carter,
3: they've got nothing.
0: George Dornis won't help.
1: Let
3: him go. He'll be
1: back. And for our stars, of course, we have the always wonderful Terry Treyhouse who plays Kathy Frankel.
2: We have Jeff Marcus as Albert
1: Einstein. Eric Pierpoint as Detective George Francisco. Ron Fasser as Captain Brian Grazer. Gary Graham as Detective Matthew Sykes.
2: Michelle Scarabelli as Susan Francisco. Laura Woodland as Emily Francisco. Sean Six as Buck Francisco. And Jenny Gago as Detective Beatrice Zapeda. And I'll start off with the guest cast. We have Sharon Ami as Sarah Sashin. We have John F. O'Donohue as Sergeant Hoskin. We have Mary Ann Hermanson as Tina. Ron Mitchell plays Newcomer Man. I love those ones. Just I know. So random. <laughs> so generic. We have Scotch Ellis Loring as Gary.
1: Greg Longstreet as Miles Standish. Oh, I wonder if he's related to the writers. Nice. He's probably a son. Could be. Yeah.
2: Uh, Jack Kerrigan as Daryl. Marianne Elliott as Clara Voyant. We have Lou Paltzer as moderator. And then we have Eric Popick as Sean. We have one of my favorites. This is a, a guest because I, I mean we're big V fans also. Yes. Um, I was as soon as I heard the voice, I'm like, oh, and the face, Lane Smith, guys, if you remember him. Yep. Right. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Um, and he was the senator. He was. And then we have Gino Montizo who plays Pete. We have Jane Longnecker. I love it as Paige. <laughs> we have
1: Mary Amado Ingrosso. I like that. Sure. As, as oh, I'm sorry, I was waiting for you to repeat, I <laughs> to finish it. As the F N N reporter, and our last but not least, we have
2: Yvonne Cole as Officer Wilcox.
1: There we go. Give me the
3: remote. <laughs> hey, why don't we go check out the ride and the new Durango?
4: You don't need a new ride, and I was watching the news. Hey,
3: Kathy, this is important to me.
4: All right. Fine. As long as we have separate accounts, you may spend your money as foolishly as you wish. Ah, uh, uh, You didn't have your to. Your little masculine control thing. It's not attractive. Uh,
3: I think he damaged some nerves. I may never drive again.
4: Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, he's a nice guy, but I don't think he's going to make it. Yet, how about a little more? Oh, I hope you're uh, wrong. We won't always be
4: such a minority, you know, and almost all of us vote.
3: How about a lot lower?
4: You're doing it again.
3: Oh, Just think of it as a masculine move.
4: <laughs> and this has nothing to do with me watching the news?
3: You want some news? I got a hot flash for you right here.
1: Alright, so as I just said, we're going to split this into two have we've done with the previous episodes because they're an hour and a half long. So this is going to be part one of the Udara Legacy. I really like this episode.
2: It starts off in the beginning with, with the... Not even on the slave ship. I don't know if it's a slave ship. I might be the mining oh, yeah, colony. The, yeah. And there's a, a newcomer with a... Like a looks like a... Head device or something yeah, on
1: some sort of weird device some, some
2: sort of weird device And you see like She puts like some type of weird device On the newcomer's face And then flashbacks And you see Susan She's like oh, Yeah, oh,
1: yeah
2: I'm, I'm good, I'm good I'm fine So something's going on there
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Then we have a uh, I think it's Mary Eddie Who wakes up And she uh, That's right Gets a phone call
4: Hello? Yes I understand, right? I won't fail.
1: And we don't know. There's nothing said. We have no idea what's going on. We don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. All we know is she, had a she gets a phone call. Uh, yeah, a dream or a something. dream or vision or something. Then right. she gets a phone call. She um, says, yes, I understand. Hangs up the phone. Starts putting on clothes. And you realize she's a police officer.
2: Right. And you're still, we still have no, idea, still what's have no idea
1: what's going on. Everything's fine. And then we get to the precinct. She goes about, you know, everyone knows her. She seems very nice and friendly and everyone's all good. And she goes and looks up uh, somebody on the computer, the police computer. And Michael got it right away that it was a safe house. Yeah. And she was looking up the guy who was at the safe house. So she's bringing clothing to him and... Because he's here to testify against... Yeah, like some mob mob. Right, some mob boss or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, So she she's bringing clothing for his of quarter- uh, appearance, well, that's what they assume and she gets inside and then she winds up pulling a gun and taking out two of the detectives and the uh, protected witness before getting taken out herself by another officer
4: How you doing? Fine Nice to see you again
0: Very nice Look what we have here What do you say Carter? Hey I'm the one that's doing you guys a favor alright He's very grateful
1: Have no idea what's going on, we don't know why she did it. And she's a younger officer, she's yeah,
2: yeah, she's yeah, she's very young, yeah. So we're kind of like, uh, so, it's kind of weird. So we still have no idea what happened,
1: no, not a clue, not a clue what happened. Um, she's dead, the guy's dead, he gets off. Of course, George and Matt are upset about it, so they, um, and they're real confused because she was a great she's cop, she's perfect, perfect cop, yeah. There's, there's nothing. To explain why she motives, they have nothing. Him. Yeah, nothing. No, 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 not a clue. Yeah. yeah, so they're both pretty stumped. So yeah, so they're very confused. Um, and then we have a B story happening where Buck comes home and he's super excited, and you uh, know Buck is he's been all over the place, a little rebellious. I yeah, would say. he's he's he. Well, he's very into his
2: tankinis, and you know, yeah, because my my brother made a comment on his shirt, and it's uh, it well, it's was... very colorful.
1: A very colorful blouse. Yeah, <laughs> very colorful. Um, um, and you all know Buck from back in the day when he ran with the gangs and yeah. big troublemaker. Yeah. And uh, but now he made an announcement to his parents that he actually found direction and he knows what he wants to do with his life. And that is police officer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, no, dinner is good. We should definitely celebrate after you hear this. What is it, son? It's a job. It is a new job,
0: Buck. If we celebrated every new job, Emily.
1: No, it's okay. I. Bounced around for a long time. I never knew what I wanted to do until now.
0: You, you found something you're interested in, Buck. Buck, that's wonderful. And right? it was always right in front of me.
1: I will be able to help people. I won't lose my Tanktonese identity. And I have you to thank especially,
0: Dad. Me? Yeah.
4: Buck, you didn't.
0: Well, he hasn't told us yet.
4: Yes, he has, George.
0: I've been accepted to the police academy. I start tomorrow.
4: <laughs> oh. Oh. My brother... The cop?
0: You know you won't exactly be making the big bucks. A person's worth is not always measured in coin of the hell, Emily. Yeah, and that's realm debt. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah,
1: so he wants to follow in his father's footsteps and become a police officer, and he's very excited about it. And it seems like he really, really wants to be a police officer. He, fa- he finally... It all clicked. His now calling, he, or yes, he found he knows, his way. Or he knows he where he can still be tank the knees. He can help people like he's always wanted to do. And he doesn't um, have Uncle
2: Mudry. Huh? Oh, oh, poor Uncle Mudry! I, I love Uncle Mudry, <laughs> and Bucket used him. <laughs> I just miss Uncle Mudry, man.
1: Um, so yeah, so there's that, and then we uh, we find out Susan's upset because she does she's not happy about being a uh, police wife. And now she has to be a policeman. And she's mom.
2: never said
4: that.
1: And she's never mentioned it to George. Even though I'm assuming George would have known. Right. But she, they never talked about it. Ever.
4: And you didn't think of discussing it with us first? No. no.
0: Susan, what's the matter with you?
4: I've spent a lot of years being a policeman's wife, George. You know the first rule? I don't tell you I'm afraid. If something happened, how would they tell me? Would somebody show up at my office? Would they just call? Can I get to the hospital fast enough? How do I tell the kids if. I'm very proud of you, George, of the work you do, but enough. It's. it's enough. I don't want to be a policeman's mother, too. I don't.
2: And here's what's crazy about, I think, Buck choosing this path is that he knows how tough it was for his dad. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, if you if you guys recall, his dad was the first ever detective, Yeah. ever.
1: Yeah, you know? first so, newcomer, first detective. newcomer detective.
2: Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So for that, I think that's that shows a lot to me of his character, of where he's you know how what he, how he's evolved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then we have another uh, guy whose name is uh, Leonard Gwini. Len Gwini. Len So he gets a phone call, and. Um, He's also, but this time we hear, we hear the music that plays. And yeah, all the, of a sudden it turns him into a trance, little brainwash type thing. Yeah, right. and then they give like a little code, and it automatically he becomes uh, brainwashed. And then we don't know what he tells him to do, but. Hello, Mr. Greeny.
2: Who is this?
1: For a mission, yes.
2: So you're starting. to get We're starting to understand a little more yes. what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, we're seeing to... more dreams about the Udara on the ship. Yes, and I guess the Udaras—they were a resistance cell, but they were an extreme resistance cell. So they would do anything to kill the overseers. Like I was talking to my brother, and he goes, "Yeah, if they took out one overseer
2: and tennis and innocent people, yes, they were innocent okay. the They were okay with it. They that. didn't care. Yeah." So I don't know like they, they didn't. They care, well, but they, they didn't. Well, like you said, they 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 I, they, they were really extreme. They weren't worried. about yeah. they
1: were they were in the right. They were in the right direction. There are resistance, which is great, but very extreme. But they were the extreme resistance, which they went a little too far. In some people's opinion, some people thought they were great. Great, right? But it looks like the Odara, the Odara, is back on Planet Earth. Someone's activating the sleeper cell uh, ones. On yeah, Earth. we have no idea, and we don't know what's going on. We do see a guy on a boat, um, and he has human. Yeah, he is human, and he has uh, like a piece of uh, Tanktonese plastic sheet with writing on it. Um, and we come to find out that this is the list of the sleeper agents. And once he he translates it, finds them in the Alien Bureau uh, data... Database. Yeah. Once he finds them, he can call them, and then he can activate them. Can you explain to them,
2: as you explain to me, why... Um, well, this is further on, but... Some people accepted it, and some people were actually had to be.
1: Yes, that's uh. It, well, what they wanted to do is because they wanted they figured they were gonna be on this on the ship and being slaves forever. So they wanted generational, right? Um, so what they did is they would do the sleeper ones, which would they had a I guess it was a mind controlling gas that they would blow in someone's face and, and it would program it. them so they could be called up at any time. So they didn't know. Yeah, your were, normal life. Yeah, they just went along their lives not knowing that they were these, you know, killing machines. Um and that's what's happening now. These are the ones that were uh put into sleeper mode. Yeah. These yeah. aren't like like Susan we come to find out Susan is But that's an, that's But that's, that's next yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler for next episode. Yeah. Um but she did it intentionally. She wanted to fight. Yep. So she uh, there's differences there. But anyways, this guy uh, this linguini guy, he um, he straps bombs to, him, to himself and goes to a like a school, high, high school. school, and he holds the volleyball team hostage and he requests a large amount of money. No emotion, no Nothing. no rhyme or reason, no he rhyme or reason. Yeah, and George realizes something. Something's, something's going on, right? Um, yeah, because this guy don't care. The money's been transferred to the account that he requested, um, but he doesn't care. And uh, Matt's upstairs trying to uh, diffuse the. Because it's a remote control. Try to cut, the, down, cut off all frequencies. Yeah, try to cut the frequencies so it doesn't transmit and detonate, it. The, right. yeah, and detonate the bomb. Well, obviously, they're successful at the last second. George tackles the guy. Uh, the guy gets away, presses the button, nothing happens. Uh, Matt made the right call and took out all of the frequencies even police and right. and fire and it, we come to find out it was a police frequency that was actually that what they were using. Um, the so, best part
2: about this too and what I think now now George he 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 uh utters a line towards the end like my blood my body oh, or yeah. something.
0: Udara. Can't fire
2: key He says a, a line. And
1: that's where he says Udara. Yeah, he says that's when he uh, yeah, and George like Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! What's going on here? Yeah, because yeah. everyone, all, obviously, the Tinkanese know about Udara, right? Because they were the resistance on the ship. So he knew something's going on. That's the first first step, right? That something is going on, and then uh, after that, we have uh, well, there's, there's another plot with uh, Matt wanting a Durango car.
2: Yeah, I was I was going to mention I was going to bring yeah. that up. There was another side story of Matt. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or he's yeah. Just, he just oh well, uh, Matt's
1: had a few car things. Remember when he bought a really nice, nice car, and he wound up uh, in the series, in the TV series, he had a really nice, fast looking. I think it was a Vette. Yeah, yes, no, I also. But right. he's into he's into yeah. So he's been wanting these some fast cars. Yes, car, like, Durango funny. is his new obsession, and Kathy at
2: twenty four thousand dollars. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> oh, Kathy, come on, speak about Kathy. Well, we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. She, not character wise this is personal she's had too many ho-hos <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so um, after that happens then we have we see Buck at the academy yep uh, and they're you know I don't know if they're hazing him or they're just being racially you know bigoted towards them
0: Francisco yes sir something you want to share with us no sir Do you think you can do better I don't know, sir. Up front. Now! Get down here, Roberts. Stronger, smarter, faster. Right? Not necessarily, sir. I beg your pardon? We're all trying to do our best, sir. It's not so. You got five seconds. Go! One, two seven, five, twelve, six, seven. You got a long way to go, Mister. Yes, sir. And like we talked about you know, this, they, I think
2: throughout the series of it's crazy how they address. Like newcomers, how and it's always African Americans or Hispanics, and they're picking on the newcomers. Yes, because like you were saying, all the newcomers are white. Yeah, and and they're it's weird because like you said, this one girl struggling up the rope, mm. and the buck's instructor, yeah, is like you can, can you do better? i yes. like, oh, no, sir. I'm, I don't know if I can, sir. Yeah, you know, and the guys are well. You have five seconds to do that. Yeah, You know, and he does it like in 16, 16 seconds. seconds. You yeah. have a long way to go, Francisco. Yeah. You know, and then uh, it's just crazy to see. Yeah, him.
1: and then later on we see that same guy with the woman who is videotaping him, and they're laughing, and they're watching Look him. at that slag. Yeah, so he does say, look at that slag, which we know is, 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 yeah, is a bad word yeah. for them. And they're laughing, and they have this like, you know, Comical music with the tankinis going over walls and you know the tires and doing their training stuff and just looking like looking like idiots, especially with that stupid music playing behind. Them. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: God. Look at that
0: slang, though. Oh, oh. oh, okay. oh God. <laughs> Just trying to do our best. (laughs) Look, you gotta make copies of this. They'll be standing and lying for it.
1: So that's I mean that's like another story that's happening along with the the the, you know academy stuff. So um, so yeah, so that happens. Uh, Everyone thinks George is a hero for saving the day, and uh, Michael brought this up. Uh, There was uh, another detective who goes to Matt. And says, you know, can you believe he... They're talking about accommodation for George and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's really a, you. And he's a black guy. And, yeah. <laughs> and, yes. And he's African-American. So, again, and this is something, Kenneth Johnson, I listened to the commentary of this. And this is something he consciously did. He made... He wanted to bring in more African-American, more Latino, Latinas. Because he's, like Michael said, all of the aliens are white. So... There had to be some sort of a nice balance between right. a mixture of uh, people. So, and he also proved, you know, he wanted to prove that it's not all just white people who are bigoted, who are racist. Right. Everybody, you know, has a section of their culture that is going to be racist, and uh, you see throughout the whole series. Yeah, you know? yeah. And these are aliens. It, and these aren't even
2: humans. Right. Well, no. Right. You but know, it's a, a, it's a but different it's, race. But still, uh, but it's, still it's just it's, neat how they how he does that. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing is, uh, my brother brought up too. Um, we see how far Matt comes. Uh, he's oh come a yeah, because oh, yeah,
1: Matt is not happy with with Matt's. Yeah, that goes, says uh, that,
2: and, and, Matt, and Matt's like, you know, like, oh really? Da-da? Yeah, and, yeah. and, then, and, and I'm like, away. my brother goes, man, you remember Matt? Oh the yeah. Very beginning, he was he used the word slack. slack and, and all the time. No and problem just with mean it. to yeah. George. Yeah. I mean, mean. Yeah, he's so, he's,
1: he's come a, definitely come a long way.
2: It was really neat to see him uh, like almost, it's a complete 180.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's dating Kathy. Well, yes. So, yeah. He's, he's definitely he's he's probably he's humming on he's, Kathy's bot spots, baby. <laughs> he's grown the most over the entire series. It's Absolutely, definitely, and definitely, Buck, I think Buck too. Buck in a way, has you know, grown I mean, a lot. Yeah, he's he's at a one eighty two. Yeah, when we start doing our character podcasts, those would be that'd be fun. They'll be fun because there is a lot of growth. Lots of the characters have grown over you know the the, the span of This, what nine years that this series ran between tv movies and series so yeah so then we have um the final scene we're going to talk about uh, for this episode is susan goes to the precinct to talk to george because um she's still upset because buck is uh trying to become a cop trying to become a cop and george is all for it obviously and she sees a folder that says udara and this is where you get the first inkling Uh uh-oh Something's up with Susan up with and Susan. Udara. Right. Cause, yeah, because there's a recognition there and she knows something Something is up. And then, you know, she talks to Albert and Albert goes all crazy with the crazy eyes. you got to love Albert, guys. <laughs> she repeats the lines. Like, I guess it's, it's like two lines they say before they kill themselves. Right. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, I mean, the first half was, was really good. Lots of setup uh, for the Udara. Uh, we know something obviously is going to happen. Uh, obviously involves Susan because now they're introducing Susan to this whole mix of thing. Yep. Um, you know, Buck seems to be doing pretty good, other than the few hazings at the, at the precinct. So, um, and Emily's not a little girl anymore. No, Emily. <laughs> Emily's definitely not. She doesn't have a big story in the first half of this, no. um, but she definitely steps it up in the second, which we will get to in our next episode. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So that's. I think that's going to do it for this part one.
3: Oh, forget it, George. We've never had a case even remotely connected
0: to that Odara myth. Udara's not a myth. Odara means freedom. Take my blood, we will be free. That was their oath, their battle cry. The perp's name is Leonard Guini. Len Guiney? No record, no criminal associates. construction letter. Nothing in his background to account for Q and a guard or attempted extortion. Sound familiar? Tina? Nothing to explain her actions either.
3: George, Carter was a mob head. And this Linguini guy is just a loony somebody hired. This is everything the Bureau of Newcomer Affairs had on Udara. It's not very much, I'm afraid.
0: Well, it was worth a try. Thank you, Albert. I thought the Udara were like your resistance force. Uh, The good guys. No, no. We had a recognized resistance group. The Udara were slaves who believed any means were justified against the Klee Assassination, sabotage. We
3: lost many innocent lives when the Overseers retaliated. Okay, so this Gweeney guy used to be Udar. He was on the right side, but an extremist. Yeah. Tina would have been too young. We heard they recruited children as well.
0: No one really knows. Take my blood. And we will be free. There's also an oath to die when captured, to reveal nothing of themselves to the enemy.
3: George, in case you haven't noticed, the only overseers left on the planet have either gotten with the program or doing hard time or checked into the Boneyard Hilton.
1: Well, you have some fun names here. Uh, let's see. I'll start with, well, I mentioned it her earlier. It's it's Mary Eddie, and which is obviously Marietta, which is a city here in uh, California. That's
2: What's funny. It? I didn't close know to, that. Yeah, Marietta, Marietta. That's like 15 minutes from mine. My...
1: Marietta. yes, yeah, it is. It's close it to It really go. is. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. What's the next one?
2: We have uh, Clara Voint. Which and is clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. <laughs> having or exhibiting an ability to perceive events in the future or beyond normal sensory contact.
1: Yeah. How cool is that? Oh, that is cool. And yeah. then we have Paul Bearer. And he's actually running for Senate. Yes. Uh, or congressman. And he's, very, and, he's, and he's
2: quite intelligent. Oh, yeah. Very articulate.
1: Yeah, well, you find out he was a cop before this, and then the DA, and now obviously... He's he running for Senate. Be, yeah, he wants to be a senator. Um, but his name is Paul Bearer, which is obviously a Paul Bearer. Uh, <laughs> a Paul Bearer is one of several participants uh, that helped carry a casket at a funeral. And this one's probably my favorite. Come on, guys. Ready? His
2: name's Leonard Gweeney. Linguini, people! Linguini! <laughs> It's a form of pasta. Yeah. So these names, I mean, they're it's it's just, they're, they're <laughs> great. This series alone could have just, for the names, people, <laughs> for the names. Come yeah. on.
1: Yeah.
4: Albert, is George okay?
3: He's fine. He and Matt just went out. Let me see if they left a destination.
4: Oh, it, it's all right. We just needed to talk. I'll, um, I'll write him a note. You sure? Yeah.
2: Susan, are you okay?
0: Is George working on something to do with Udara?
3: (laughs) Crazy, huh? Two serious felonies. Both perpetrators were newcomers. George thinks there may be some connection to Udara.
0: Why would he think that?
3: Take my blood, we will be free. You don't hear that very often.
4: Guess you don't.
0: Do you want me to tell him anything. Ah, uh, it's okay. Um, I'll see him later.
1: So yeah, so let's go ahead and start talking about some behind the scenes. We have a few here. I have a few, and I'm going to split them between episodes, just so we can spread the love. Um, but the first one is uh, the longtime president of the Alienation Appreciation Society. Peter Chambers has a cameo role in this production as a vagabond called (laughs) Cliffhanger. See, again, (laughs) names, people, names. It was a thank you from producer Kenneth Johnson for all his work. Uh, Pete Chambers' face also appears on a Wanted poster in Alienation Millennium. That's cool. That is cool. Very cool. And this is what Michael was talking about earlier.
2: Okay, guys, so Terry Treas, right, who plays Kathy, um, Kathy Frankel, she spent a lot of time hiding in this one because she was uh, pregnant, man. Yeah, considerably, considerably pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> yeah, was, it was funny because Michael she kept was
1: laughing. Huge. Yeah, once I told him <laughs> that she was pregnant, he kept laughing because every single scene he'd be like, "Oh, look, file cabinet. Oh, look, it's a car." Yeah, I folder. Mean- <laughs> and one, the first scene,
2: the opening scene is them on a couch. Talk, uh, yeah, they
1: they didn't they terrible. Did, they did big blouse. Even yeah. Kenneth Johnson said in the commentary that it didn't work. She looked like she ate too many ho hos. <laughs> She was yo-ge. She was eight months pregnant. Yo. Yeah, she was pretty. She was pretty big, um, and you can see like her face. Yeah, Everything spoiler, was yeah. Yeah, so, boobs, I mean, body. Yeah,
2: and my brother made a point that they had to make a new head. Yes, for her because <laughs> she
1: was yoj. <yo-ge. laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, and then um, this episode was shot in May and June of 1996. They shot over 23 days, and it cost $4.5 million.
3: Oh, my
2: gosh. Yeah. Yeah. To make one episode? To one movie. One episode movie. Yeah. Buck climbing up the rope was a stunt guy, Gary Morgan, who happened to be the father of Molly Morgan, who played... Emily's friend in a few episodes of the series.
1: I did not know that. I know that was. Cool. I remember Emily. That was. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was in it was a her, few episodes. Yeah, it was her friend.
2: Yeah, is her she good was friend.
1: Prominent in episode one, the pilot.
2: And she liked the newcomers. Yeah, like in the very beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 she, she really did camp. the wig yeah.
1: and yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. that stuff. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was cool. I'm like, oh, it's a little, it's a little throwback. I guess Gary Morgan is one of the stunt people on the show, and he's the one that when Buck is uh, like you were saying earlier when uh, the sergeant or whoever was, tells him to. Tells Buck to do it and Buck jumps on it and then does it really quick. That was actually Gary. Yeah, because Sean Six doesn't it. look like he could well, I'm sure Sean reason. Six, like, no, no. No. He jumped on the rope and that was. Right. Like, right. I would have like a, a <laughs> lift to yeah. take me. That's what I would do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Michael also mentioned this that because of Terry's pregnancy, her face filled out. Whoops. Uh, which <laughs> meant that they had to create new head for her uh, to keep everything proportionate, which makes sense because. If your cheeks are going to be bigger, it's going to look funky. It's going to look different. You're going to have a different the smaller shape. dome, right? Yeah. So they actually made her a new head for her pregnant yep. self. And what's funny is she was pregnant in the previous TV movie because she was only a month pregnant because they, you know, they took about eight months right. to shoot or in between. Um, but yeah, but she was barely pregnant. Well, in good that for
2: month. her to agree to this for being yeah. eight
1: months. You're like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and she only did it because of the family and the people. That's because cool. she loved. Uh, it, she never acted again. She only came back to do these shows. And that was it. To do the TV movies.
3: Good yeah. For her.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm late. I, I know okay. I should have called.
3: Well, I just saw you on the news.
0: Doing my job.
3: It's some risk.
0: More so than usual, yes. Susan, we can't have it both ways. Buck is going to make his own choices. If you want someone to blame, blame me. All right? If he sees me as a role model, what am I supposed to say? Uh, that I don't like the work? That I can't do the work?
4: I get the point, George. I never expected you to lie to him.
0: Well, he, he's quite enthusiastic about it. And
4: this. I'm spoiling it.
0: He would do a better job knowing we were behind him. Susan, I never questioned your support. I know I should have given more thought about how you felt about this. When Buck graduates and goes out on the street, I'll probably worry as much as you.
4: Your perspective's going to get a major wake-up call. You can find us all
0: over the
1: internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash alienationpodcast.
2: You can follow us on Twitter at AlienationCast. You can follow me personally at Master Jedi 1975 Or you can follow me personally at Geeky Fanboy. You can download the podcast, you can listen to the
1: podcast, or just read show notes at alienationpodcast.com. We love getting feedback from you guys. If you want to send any comments about an episode, about a podcast, anything at all, you can send those to alienationpodcasts at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website, and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's patreo dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. So yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. I liked um, it. Lots of fun. Yeah, it was a really good beginning. Uh, it felt like a very classic alienation to me. It was strong. It was yeah. It was you know you had you had the moral thing of you know which we'll talk more about in the second half because there's a lot more moral yep uh, questioning. It always builds you up. Ba- oh yeah, definitely it builds definitely.
2: you up. And now you're ready for the second half of yes. it. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to tell you guys. Cool. Yeah, definitely check out the next uh, episode. We'll finish the Udara legacy. But for now... Udara. Yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I'm Kenny. And I'm Mike. And before we go, always remember... When you need an assassin, call 1-800-UDARA. Udara.
2: Udara.
1: See you guys. (laughs) See ya. (laughs)
3: I don't think Len committed a crime for profit or passion. No drugs? He was clean. It's
0: the Odara. Some kind of lingering mind control.
3: That's one possibility. George, we were there. Is it any wonder our race suffers from more personality disorders and psychosis at a far greater rate than humans?
4: Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, anomalies, interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by Jewelbeat.com
1: Alien Nation, the newcomer's podcast, is a geeky fanboy production, and has a creative commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. Who
2: are found to be, who are found to be, is that programmed?
1: Programmed? Mm -hmm. And finishing up the list, we have Eric Popik as Sean. Oh, no, sorry. That's not true. There's more. I guess I removed one. Hold on, hold on. Okay.
2: Buck climbing up the rope. Rope.
4: Rope. Not <laughs> rope. Um.